The tortoise and the hare experience is getting ready to start up in three, two, one. Hey guys, I'm Cameron Marin from The Borrowers. We're about to enter the experience, but first, here's our tune, Big I'm pretty sure this is your first time being on the show. Um, as as and I know you were talking with Max about this, and this is always something fascinating that I've I've always wanted to ask our guests. Which is, does she ever tell you anything about the show, about the way it goes, or anything like that? Um, today was kind of last minute, so yeah, not today. <laughs> but I'm excited to be here. I never do. I never tell anybody because I want it to be an experience. <laughs> okay, perfect. I'm always for an experience. I'm pretty spontaneous. <laughs> so the way this works is we always start off with an experience, and it usually goes Max shares an experience, I share an experience, 
and then you share an experience. Because by then, you know, you, you'll see kind of the way it goes, and um, you you can start sharing. So, Max, go ahead and start us off with our first experience. Well, today is a very big day for me and all of my fellow actors and everybody in the union and, and that represent the studios. Uh, we have come to a tentative agreement with the studios, and as of 12.01 tonight, um, which you'll be seeing this show next week, so <laughs> backwards, um, we will no longer be on strike. And that is fantastic news for us because it's uh, been well over 100 days, and you know, it's hurting our pockets, it's hurting our pride, it's hurting our, um, you know, our physical being because, you know, when you're not on set or working or pitching or writing, it brings a lot of people to a halt. And that is a very dangerous thing when you're creatives. And Cam, I'm sure you know this um, because... You're constantly creating things and you have to always be in your mind and your head and working all the time. So when somebody says, you can't do that, your hands are tied, put the pen down, step away from the microphone, the keyboard, everything, you're finished. Doesn't that like mess with your mind? Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I make shit up and if I'm not. Doing it creatively, then I'm usually overthinking what people are thinking about me or what I should be doing with my day. I definitely felt that, you know, when when COVID hit, we just released an album. We were planning on touring it, and we didn't get to, and it does a number on your on your mental. Yeah, definitely does. And when you have you know, a million people out of work because it doesn't just affect, uh, you know, the writers and actors, but it affects, you know, the food services and everybody in town and, you know, all of the local businesses and, you know, across the world, really, because it's uh, it just puts everything to a, a grinding halt. And uh, we're so happy that we have, the president that we do, Fran Drescher, um, she was so strong and really fought for us and fought against the AI. And um, I'm just super, super proud of our team and, you know, union strong my whole life. And, you know, so that's been my experience. Uh, Turtle, what about you? Uh, if I can just kind of, you know, add on to that, I take a completely different approach. Like when, you know, uh, COVID happened or whatever, I, I just completely zoned out and, you know, I just started doing my own stuff and, and my own things. And I love those vacations. There was a time in my life and it was the best time. And this is when... I was only working one one day a week, uh, and so it was like, but it was like five times a month. So every every now and then, I'd have to work a Thursday and a Friday, and that was it. And to me, that was the most laborious time of my life. I was just like, I have to work one day this week. No, you know, because I truly valued my time, and um, I, I was going doing golf things and just just having a blast and I, I I know it's tough tough to hear that but like and I'm not saying you're not financially stable I'm not financially stable but for some reason I was able to make it work and um, that's just my experience kind of with that I, I indulge time almost a little too much now I don't have enough of it now I'm I'm kind of pressed into like a nine to five world. It's, it's really a six to, to four world now that I'm, that I've been pressed into. And my life is 100% 180 where I'm going to bed like at 8, 30 
and I'm waking up like at 5 a.m. and I'm just like, what, what has my life become? You know, <laughs> five days a week, sometimes six working double shifts and it, it, it's a lot to do. Um, yeah. and you, so when I look back at that, that extra time where I took it off, I don't know. I think there was something in the back of my brain that knew that it couldn't last. And yeah. I, 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 I truly enjoyed it. Print about COVID time and strike. Because during the strike, there is no financial help for any of us. So, you know, it's a long time because I'm also in the Writers Guild. So it's, you know, I'm back-to-back strikes. And, you know, with COVID, there's COVID relief money that, you know, thank goodness our government came in and, and helped us out with. But there is nothing, you know, for... Uh, the unions, it's just hold your breath and hope you have enough in the account, you know. And what we're fighting for really is a bigger piece of the pie because we all get these stacks of 89 cent checks and we can't live on that. So that's what we're fighting for is fair wages and, you know, ownership of our image. Right. Uh, well, again, that was just my little, you know, addition to your experience. You know, again, had a completely different one than you. But um, my experience that I would like to share, and maybe you guys have dealt with this. I was, you know, I have my 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 bag that, you know, I have my my workday stuff in and my gym clothes and whatnot, and I always put my the big rage right now is everybody has these water jugs, right? And I love it now. Before I was like, I was like, why are you carrying water with you the entire time? But now it's like, oh my God, I got to have water. And um, I put it in my bag and I forgot to tighten it. The entire water and bag just drenched my gym clothes, ruining my day. And not only that, it happened when I put it down in my um, in my car on my car seat really quick because I was moving some stuff around. So now my entire uh, driver's seat is drenched, and my clothes are drenched. Everything, and I was like running late, so I was like, "Oh, I, I, I guess I gotta drive, you know, with a wet butt." And there I am driving, you know, very uh, discomforted. Uh, during this time, then I get off and it's early in the morning. Yeah. So it's like the cold is hitting me and I'm just like, Oh my God, I'm freezing. And, uh, I couldn't even go to the gym because my, my clothes were just completely drenched. And, um, I found another way to work out, which was they were having a, uh, skills contest for, to throw the, the, the football at work. And so I just did that and I chalked that up to like, Oh, this was my fun gym day. But um, that was my experience. Uh, have you ever had that where you have your clothes ready or something like that and just something happens and you just got to deal with it the way over there? You know, I uh, <laughs> I played a wedding ceremony once uh, for some extra cash and my guitar cable stopped working. And I was like, oh, boy, I wow. didn't have time to go home. So I, I just cranked my vocal mic up and. Did the best I can. No, no one noticed, but I was panicking for sure. <laughs> did did you were using a, an acoustic guitar or, or something or? Yeah, but um, plugging it into the PA just wasn't going through. The cable was shot and I improvised. Yeah, did you walk around, you know, like and just sing around the tables and stuff like that? I just turned up my vocal mic and, uh, you know hope for the best and it worked out yeah. to me as a little quiet but yeah um, yeah that's cool well they could eat dinner and everything while you're playing and you know not feel like the guitar was you know yeah crap. luckily it was just a ceremony so it was only like three three songs so <laughs> good job yeah so we shared our experiences what's an experience that you would like to share just any experience. Anything. 
I mean, lo, lo, I mean, look at our complete 180s experience. And this is never me and Max. We never say you share this. I, it's all just completely. This is what our lives are. So it could be whatever you want from any facet of any part of your life. Cool. Uh, we just got to earlier this year record a song uh, with platinum recording artist uh, Diagnolo. That was really awesome. Um, after COVID, I had to shift around a couple band members and um, we were playing a lot of the old songs and we got to do this show. He's got a website called The Recording Artist and he finds artists uh, mostly in the Phoenix area and you get two hours to record and then he gets two hours to mix and master it. So it's not a competition against like other musicians. It's kind of like a competition against ourselves to get it done. And it was the first song we did with the new band members. Uh, the song's called The Only One. I should have said that one. But um really beautiful song. I think it really showcases the positive chemistry that we have with the new band members as well as the original band members. And um, such a great experience. Uh, Otto is such a professional at what he does, and I can't give enough props to my band because they really had all their stuff together. Uh, we had the two hours to do it and we got it all in and um, I'm really proud of it. And I'm excited. We're working on our next album now. So uh, just seeing what we did with our first song uh, with the new members, I'm excited for the rest. I always find it very interesting when you do bring in new members to a band because they bring in something completely different. Did you ask for that? Because I know some bands are like, just stick to the script of how the song goes. Or some people are like, hey, man, you know, let, let's just create something new. How are you with that? Uh, I mean, what I love about bands is uh, the collaboration and um, getting other people's inputs and taste and that's always been what the borrowers is. Borrowers is kind of plays off the name. Um, when I first started the band, I, I stole all the musicians I had from other bands. Um, we don't have a super large pool here in Havasu, and I kind of did the same thing with the new members. And um, you know, it's working out well. Uh, I'm working on a solo project right now, and that's just me and my producer. And I get to dive into me and my taste and what I love about the borrowers is uh, getting that mix of uh, different styles and different genres and influences. And uh, I feel like with a band, you get to write a song that's more than just yourself. And I think that's what's special about it. That's why when I go to like music festivals, I, I always want to see the bands. Um, and then you always get to think about, you know, getting four to six people together, all aligned to do the same thing or same shows, it's difficult. And you have to work through that to get the reward of the songs you get to write and perform together. And I think it makes it that much more special. Like if you look at Rumors by Fleetwood Mac, like they wrote that album while they were going through hell, but it like came, like what came out of it and the fact that they chose to work and write through that, I think is what makes that album so special. And, I hope that uh, you get some of that when you listen to our songs, too. I definitely do. Uh, I got to do a quick preview of your music. And um, one of the words that came to my, my brain um, was kind of like uh, kind of dreamy in, in a sense. And in, 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 in the fact of like, I could sleep to this and maybe have like some really cool dreams to that. Is that your process of, do you have a dream and say, Hey, you know what? Let me put some music to this. Or I know that sounds kind of weird because I've met some people that say they don't dream. I particularly feel like I don't dream, but every now and then I'll, I, I will have a dream. You know, uh, when it comes to songwriting, um, part of me feels like, like I don't really write the songs. I feel like I just kind of set myself up for, like, as an antenna. And I try to, like, receive the song. I usually 
find a chord progression I like, and then um, I'll start with vowels. That kind of helps me form the words, because um, vowels are super important for a good melody. And then I'll get some vowels, and then a word or two will come. Then you get like a phrase, and then it's kind of like, oh, this, that's what this song's about. And I kind of let the song lead me. I, I never, anytime I try to sit down and write a specific song, it always sounds forced and it sounds just like something that I want to listen to. But um, a big thing that we go for is uh, giving the song what it asks for, not necessarily what we want from the song, but what the song wants from us um, to make it the best possible possible song. I do love those like dreamy synths. Uh, I'm crazy about them. Um, and then, you know, I'll have basically the like bone structure of the song. And then I bring in, you know, Dylan, who's an amazing guitarist and knows guitar way more than I ever will. And I, I just have, he writes over the song and same with the other members. Um, add, they add like the meat and the muscle. Uh, to the song, so it, it's something bigger than just the uh, rhythm and vocals I'd come up with. And finding a good group of people you can trust, both uh, in, you know, a person-to-person relationship and also um, the chemistry and the music. It's really important. And, uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's my... Uh, I guess yeah. best explanation of how the songwriting goes. As far as dreams, I feel like I only have nightmares. Maybe I don't know why, but something to look into. I don't sleep a lot. I have ADHD, and when I wake up, I'm awake. So I sleep for like three hours, and then I wake up, and then I'm like, I'm awake now. <laughs> wake. But yeah, sorry to interrupt. One of the the uh I think the the really special thing about your band um, was seeing you live. Uh, I had the honor of seeing you, and uh, there's not very many frontmen that have just stopped me in my tracks. And um, honestly, you know, because I'm a very hard person to entertain, you know, I, I really am. I'm, I'm very judgy. And, uh, you know, I can openly say that about myself because, you know, this is what I do for a living. Music is, is, you know, and entertainment is my life. So when I stumbled upon you <laughs> and I sat there and I had other people with me and, and they're like, oh, uh oh, Max is listening you know, what does she think, you know, and and they're like looking at me waiting for a response and I'm just soaking it in, taking it in, watching how you're, you know, leading the audience. And I, I was just, I want to find the right word for this. Mesmerized. I was mesmerized. Because you took something and made it so much bigger. Because as many of you know, the Whiskey is a very small club. Um, it's a very famous club, but it's small. And the room is very odd. And the sound is often odd. And if you have a small crowd or even a large crowd and they're not totally in and up to the stage and, you know, right there for you, it's very difficult to pull everybody. But you stopped everybody from what they were doing, and they all ran to the stage, and nobody could take their eyes off you. They, everything was on point, and I'm just blown away. So congratulations on accomplishing something that many people can't well thank you so much i um 
I love performing. And it's funny because I'm pretty anxious and uh, a little melancholy just day to day, but I feel so comfortable on stage. I don't know why that is. Everyone, I feel like, tells me it's the opposite of how they feel. And um, I just think it's important to, you know, put the instruments aside when you're lead singing and to connect with the audience. And a lot of our songs can sometimes kind of be seen as maybe sad or melancholy, but they're really like celebratory songs and saying that like we're, we all suffer and we're, we're all going through these things. And I hope, you know, people hear it and feel like they're not alone in going through those things because we never are. And I guess that's par- partially like my mission and writing and performing music and um, just trying to share that emotional connection at the show. And music is so powerful and connecting people and, I love that it's a shared experience that everyone in that room, that we all have completely different lives, but we all got to share that show together. And um, I just, you know, do my best to get those emotions in the songs across and trying to get people to feel stuff. Cause I feel like we live in a world where people are so like repressive of their emotions. And I'm trying to say like, Hey, these are, these are here for a reason. Right. You know, you're supposed to listen to them and you're supposed to know that everyone else is going through it, too. And that's kind of what pulls us together and connects us. There's a great line um, from Charlie Chaplin, who said, uh, we are not machine men with machine minds. Um, we think too much and we feel too little. I just got goosebumps. Yeah, I love that. Um, that scene. It's a beautiful line. Yeah. And uh, I was going to say, let's hear a song um, by the band again, as uh, you so generously sent us a few songs to play. And uh, when we come back, more experience. Down on your luck, don't give in when. Don't pick a side just to watch as people die. It's to the future, champagne crystal. Now we're busy making up lost time. If something's gonna fall out of the sky. The dying sun it fades and the moon just walked away I am left with only just my thoughts Seem no thinking twos when you see red when I see blue And everybody's losing their minds Is everybody crazy or mine?
guys what, what, what's your guys's website do you have a website do people still have websites i don't know yeah you know uh all our social medias are at the borrowers music um you can find us there and then the in our instagram uh link we have a, a link tree to all of our other content so when you decided on this name did you ever think how difficult it was going to be to pronounce it? Um, no, but I, I do I do struggle with it, and um, <laughs> we, we have a joke we used to run where we would just call it the burst <laughs> or the burst. I think that's <laughs> I think that's a cool name too. You know what I mean? The burst, <laughs> you know? yeah, and like the bears. Yeah, I like it. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. We sat around a table. That's a name that stuck. And uh, it just kind of made sense because I was bar- borrowing mus- musicians from uh, other bands and whatnot. And we each borrow influences from other bands and try to string them together into something that sounds familiar but also new. Very cool. And um, are you, are you going to keep on borrowing? <laughs> Have you stopped borrowing or, or, or what? Um, I'm just in the mentality that, um, I love the band I have and I want to keep them as long as they'll stay, but, um, I don't try not to let anything I can't control hold me back anymore. So, and not put stress on the band either. If, if they have a project they want to do, are their hearts not in it anymore? Um, that's something I've learned to just kind of roll with. And there's always more musicians to find. You can add new flavor. And um, I look at the borrowers as a collaboration project more than like a boy band where it's me writing with other musicians and collaborating with them. Um, and like I was saying, my solo project, I get to just, that's just me and my producer. And um, I get to dive into more of my stuff. And then he, Helps me put the songs together in the best way where it suits my voice. So how would you describe your own voice? Because everybody has a different idea of what they sound like in their head. Well, I have, I think, I would say four major vocal influences. Um, 
I would say uh, Brandon Flowers of the Killers. I love the Killers. I'm wearing a killer shirt right now. Um, <laughs> Dan Leis from Augustana. Uh, Steve Perry from Journey. And then uh, Jason Mraz. Uh, it's just I just admire his vocals so much. Kind of just started for me learning all of their songs. I learned my cowboy chords from Augustana. I learned my jazz chords from Jason Mraz. Um, I learned a belt from Journey. Um, I learned to really sink into my voice with Brandon Flowers because we have such similar ranges. And then the performing definitely came from the admiration of uh, definitely Steve Perry and Brandon Flowers. Um, and just covering their songs uh, started out as imitation and after you imitate so many different artists, it kind of starts to blend into your own sound. And um, I, I would say that's where it comes from. Nice. You know, uh, I couldn't help but notice in the background of your home, is that a picture of Lucille Ball that you have right there? That looks like the Joker to me. Yeah, it's it's Lucille Ball. It's uh, <laughs> kind of like a cartoon version. Yeah. Yeah, very cool. Uh, is, oh, wow. are, are you a fan of Lucille Ball, or what, is it your photo? I I, I don't know. Peek around the yeah. uh, I used to watch Lucy with my parents. Uh, my dad's Cuban. Um, my dad was born in Cuba. My grandpa was part of the government under Batista. So when Castro took over, um, they had to leave the country. They were kind of forced out, and um, you know, Ricky Ricardo's the the Cuban husband, and uh, something my dad really loved. He used to collect the plates, and like we had Lucy Monopoly, and I found that jam at an antique store for a pretty good price, and I knew I had to have it. Yeah, it's very cool. Do you ever have any I Love Lucy moments where you know you're with someone and you're just like Lucy, you know? I feel like every day is that the chocolate conveyor belt scene. That's just my life. Are you ever, do you ever say, well, I want to go to the club or anything like that? <laughs> I'll, I'll throw out there. You've got some explaining to do. Yeah, that show is timeless, man. It's, it's a, it's a fun show. I catch it every now and then. It's, dude, it still plays on like regular TV. It's crazy. So um, you can always catch it's it. It's good. It's fine. It's good writing uh, characters. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I, I don't know. What, what do you think they get, uh, Max? Like twenty cents an episode now, or <laughs> is that going to change? <laughs> uh, well, you would think that. Except Lucille Ball was such a boss that she, um, she and and Ricky started the studio, so they had stakes in it. So she, her family, both of their families are um, collecting large for the long run. There it is. Start your own studio, ladies and gentlemen. Um, <laughs> have you started your own studio, Cameron? Are you thinking about starting your own studio? Apparently that's where it's at. Um, I have a really good relationship with my producer, Daryl Lamont. Um, he really helps me bring the songs together. I don't dive into recording very much. I, I just try to try more and more to get myself to just be focused on songwriting and composing. Um, and I feel like spending too much of my brain power learning other things kind of takes away from that. So I'm trying to learn how to delegate better and uh, figure out how to find people that I can trust to fill those other roles that, just like with the band, you know, I don't play lead guitar. I play rhythm guitar, so I don't tell Dylan. I might, you know, throw him like, this is how I think it should sound or something. But at the end of the day, I trust him and Daryl to find the right perfect guitar part to put in there. And I, I trust their instincts because their instincts are better in those areas. If there were one musician in... That that's passed away in time, all of time. And you could have one jam session with him. 
or her, who would that be? Um, in all time or that's passed away, sorry? That's passed away. That's a hard one. I'm going to have to just go. This may be the first one that comes to mind. I would love to do like a vocal duet with George Michael. That would oh. be amazing. There's that, uh, you know, there's the Elton John one. Um, don't let the sun, don't go, let down. The sun yeah. go down on me. Yeah. That would be, that'd be really cool. He's, he's a great vocalist and performer also. I was just, I had some that of my, stuff. my buddies over the other night, uh, Mitchell Schaefer and and Jose and Mark Doty and uh, Oliver Lewin and we were jamming and we were doing some George Michael songs. Yeah, we we're off of the Listen Without Prejudice album. That's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> my favorite. If I, if I could yeah. pick up on that too, if I could sing with anybody, it would have to be Jim Henson. Uh, I think that would be pretty amazing. <laughs> what about you, Max? Jim could actually sing. I know, though. I know. That's why. <laughs> I know. <laughs> who, who would, would who you do it in your own voice, or would you do it in a in a Muppet voice? <laughs> I think my voice is a Muppet voice, Max. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> my voice would be nice. <laughs> Yeah. Who who would you who would you pick, Max, by the way? Um I would probably pick Freddie Mercury. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. That'd be pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Or Billy Holiday. Those two. Together. Well we didn't say triple duets, but uh Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that wouldn't be triple duet. <laughs> I always ask, like an icebreaker, I like to ask people is, if you were a wrestler, what would be your walk-in song? And I always tell people mine would definitely be Careless Whisper by George Michael. Oh, that'd be good. <laughs> That's funny. Um, I I won this award, um, not that I'm like bragging or patting or anything, but I won a Lifetime Achievement Award for producing the first female in history, by the way. Um and they they chose an entrance song for me, and as I was walking, you know, down the aisle to the stage, and it was um, "Darling Nikki" by Prince, which has got a great, yeah, you know, bonum, bonum. that was great. But the lyrics of that song are very dirty, and I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> Oh, no. This is this appropriate? <laughs> yes. Yeah. But it was great because I ended up walking exactly in that beat. Naturally. Yeah. Very cool. Well, Can't Cam- go wrong with Prince. What yeah. was yours, Turtle? Uh, my walk-in song? Um, you know what? Uh, I got I to gotta have, what, like, a second. But you know what it would be really cool is of my walk-in song... But I want the after version, and I always wanted to use this, but you know how they did Writers on the Storm, the cover of mm-hmm. that? I really dug the way they did the intro to that song, and I've always wanted that intro to kind of be our intro, you know, okay. for, for the show, and like have like a little like, you know, live from Hollywood, you know, like a little like weird like... <laughs> thing to it but uh i would i would like to use that but it would be cool is i could get jose to like do it every now and then for like the big like wrestlemania events or whatever and just come in like have the band play will i like come out like yeah you know so <laughs> very theatrical clearly <laughs> perfect <laughs> yeah what about yours uh max um yeah well you know it was was darling nikki from that show, but I, that wasn't my choice. I think it would probably be, um, huh. Let me think about that for a second. Right? It's hard. <laughs> you know, it you're is. like, wait a minute, I do need a second. I mean, that's, that's difficult because there's a lot at stake, you know, because no. you want everybody. <laughs> it's wrestling. <laughs> 
there is. You know, you're walking into a ring. Your life is, you know. That's why with uh, with Careless Whisper, it's like, I want to confuse them. They're like, whoa, this is kind of sensual. I'm about to fight this guy. (laughs) (laughs) That is confusing. Yeah, let let us know what uh, you think a good... um, walk-in song would be go ahead log on to entertheshell.com click that contact button and email us and uh let us know say while you're there check out the show notes because there you can check out all the show notes and you can uh you know get the links to the borrowers right there or uh you can even go ahead and click any of those subscribe buttons and uh, take us wherever you may be. So go ahead and log on to entertheshell.com for all that fun stuff. And guess what? We do have a donation button. Feel free to click it. Throw us a uh, hundred bucks. Why not? Yeah. Uh, and and guess what? Guess what? So I've been doing a charity raise uh, for St. Jude's. Oh, that's over right. the past month because it, it's been, um, you know, it's Halloween and, you know, there's, that's my month. <laughs> Apparently it's been donated to me uh, for some reason. Um, so I, and my friends have raised $30,000 for St. Jude so far. And the other day I was doing an interview with a gentleman in Canada who has asked if I would do something for his charity and he would do something for mine. So I uh, immediately said yes without a- asking what that was beforehand like a fool. And so now I must take a pie in the face on camera. And he's going to make a large donation uh, to St. Jude's for <laughs> for me doing that. But I have to nominate three other people to do it. Mm. 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 So. Email us, guys. Email us if you want to be nominated to do it. Uh, go ahead. Go on, log on to entertheshell.com. Click that uh, contact button. Cameron, it was great having you on. Thank you so much. Truly, do, yeah, appreciate it. What was it? The borrower, the borrower, see the bird, the borrowers, music.com, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, go ahead, click there and go ahead, check them out. I, I actually was on the website, uh, earlier today. You have links to your YouTube, your Facebook, the Twitters. I don't, is it Twitter? Whatever it is, it's there. And uh, your Instagram. So, guys, go ahead, check them out on all those links, and uh, let them know you heard it right here on yes, sir, at, the, at the Borrowers Music. Yes, <laughs> yes, and uh, let them know you heard it right here on the Tortoise and Hare Experience. So, we have one song left that we gotta play, and uh, if you could tell us a little bit about the song before we uh, hit the road. Um, this is uh, the title track of the album. It's called Fall Out of the Sky. Um, it's kind of weird. We were talking about dreams earlier. Um, I feel like our second album is kind of like a precursor. I had like a bit of a mental breakdown. I'm doing much better now. Don't worry. This was back in 2020. But um, this song's called Fall Out of the Sky, and it's um, kind of about my anxiety from another person's perspective. And um, it's also about, you know, you got to go get it. Nothing's going to follow the sky and hand it to you. And you also can't live your life in fear of something falling out, out of the sky either. So um, it's a title track called Fall Out of the Sky. It's one of my favorites we've done, and I hope you enjoy it. All right, that's going to wrap it up with the Tortoise and Hare Experience. You're spinning in our bed What's on your mind again? Avoiding all our friends You 
you say it never ends, what's it like? Don't I, dear? 